This one's a long one. We're talking about two movies. One of them, it's three mini-movies. But before I get into it, I want to thank you for checking out the podcast. Hope you can join us in conversation for our next movie, Ghost World. It is a 2001 black comedy that is available for free on YouTube, so you have no excuse. Email your thoughts to projectorfieldgmail.com by May 12th. Hope to hear from you. I'll read your comments on the show, and maybe we can learn a little bit from each other. Okay, let's get into it with a very special guest, musician and cousin, Andy Corti. All right, Andy Corti, here to talk to me today about two movies, our big double feature. And uh, Andy, the reason I wanted to get you on the show is because you were the one who showed me Holy Motors in the first place, like, I don't know, four years ago, maybe. Yeah, that's right. But before we get into Holy Motors, let's start off with the big trilogy, Tokyo. This was your f- first time seeing it. What did you think? It was my first time seeing Tokyo. You gave me an option. You said, do you want to just talk about Holy Motors or like, do you want to watch Tokyo? And like, I'm really glad I watched Tokyo because I think it like provides a lot of context for Holy Motors. I really, really enjoyed uh, all three of the shorts that made up Tokyo. They all were definitely each director's respective style. You know, I had forgotten that it was those three directors and, you know, I just love all three of them. So that was awesome. Yeah, it's so cool to get. I mean, Bong Joon-ho is super popular now. But back in the day to have him working with these other two guys, Michelle Gondry and Leos Karax. Yeah. That's so cool. We don't get that. So let's talk about, uh, let's start with the first guy, which was Michelle Gondry's. His was definitely the most, well, I wouldn't even say romantic, but his his was the most uh, showcasing Tokyo because uh, we have that girl going around looking at apartments, which I feel like is a good conceit for that. That was the one that had those like architectural shots too, right? Of like Mm -hmm. the, like the pod style apartments. Yeah. Yeah. That I feel like really did capture like the spirit of the city. I mean, I do think all three shorts kind of captured like a different aspect of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think honestly, the second one, like Carax is, is probably captured the least of it. But the Michelle Gondry one was just like, I don't know. Uh, uh, John and I were talking about how like it felt very like, it, it felt very French in a way because mm-hmm. it was like these like, you know, lovers, but at the same time, they were like completely destitute and like going from place to place. I felt those, those, I felt like that was like a very like romantic like plot line, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of like those longer takes. I mean, you, everyone knows Michelle Gondry's style, like it's so iconic. And uh, it was cool to see that it seemed like that little, uh, director that he had in there that guy was taking a lot out of his book like from the first time that i watched it is him setting up the smoking thing during his movie so that it like it's in 3d yeah yeah, yeah. uh, things like that are very michelle gondry-esque that 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 video that that guy made was bizarre so what do you think about uh you know the girl turns into a chair that was okay so to be completely honest like i wasn't sure how the movie was going to be formatted i wasn't sure if it was going to be three different shorts or like one like through line but like mm-hmm. a different director just jumped in like a relay race mm-hmm. so like i kind of thought when her flesh started melting that it had switched to carex already you oh, know okay. mm-hmm. but then like i as i saw like it became more and more i don't know the fact that it turned into a chair made it less like Cronenbergy, if that makes sense right you know? like yeah. like it, it it felt a little like more like wholesome and then and then i like from what i took from it was like this whole theme of like uh, like i don't know like hiding in plain sight you know like she basically she should have been a chair like basically like <laughs> right. it, it's just like she's just there right you know? it, it's not even like yeah. a moral of the story like hey this is what you can learn 
It's just sort of no. like, sometimes this is just what you are, a chair no. in society. Yeah. And, and I think the, the, the one thing that I like thought that I could connect from like all three of these shorts was like some element of like hiding away. Like, cause I think like in the second one, he hides in the sewers and like in the third one, everyone like becomes reclusive. So like, I feel like that was kind of like a through line. Good way of putting it. I'm trying to think of what that's sort of analogous to in the Japanese culture. I mean, they have, the third one really doubles down on the hikikomori idea. Is that a real thing? I, I wanted to ask you. Like, I think that is like a real like term, a hermit, you know? Because Dude, I could so many memes from that one. You can pull so many memes for today from that <laughs> short. Like <laughs> absolutely, and I think you know, there's so many people concentrated in Japan. It, it it seems like it's pretty likely that people would start to just like freak out and not want to be yeah. a part of it anymore. Uh, yeah, but that's an interesting observation. You know, in, in Michelle Gondry's thing, you know, yeah. I like the idea of like we all know people like this. Especially now, I feel like a lot of millennials can relate to that girl. Yeah, you know, and I I, I like that she found her place by just giving up and not doing anything and there's so many yeah. people that we know now who would just yeah fit into that category well yeah and it's not I, it, I don't know i guess it's not a sad ending but it's not like a happy ending either you know and it's kind of it's a fear of mine i think like it's it's something that like i can completely understand because i feel like it's like a comfortable life you know mm. is basically like that kind of idea right, exactly. but you're a ghost basically and and that was another point that they bring up those like ghosts in between the spaces of the apartments i really like that too yeah like was... i felt like and then she was like when she was naked she like crawled through that space you know like she was one of the ghosts like i really like that yeah i think there's a lot of cool layers here that uh that kind of rush past you that uh yeah. michelle deserves a lot of credit for yeah definitely it's uh that was what I was going to touch on earlier was I, I was wondering if like they had actually spent time in Tokyo before, like, like how, how true or like how much these shorts were going to attempt to capture the, the character of this or the true character of the city, because none of the directors are Japanese. Right. So, right. And even weirder, two of yeah. them are French. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a strange, it's, it's a strange pairing, you know, yeah. I'm glad it happened, but like, right. I wouldn't expect it. They, language was like, they definitely played with language a lot because I feel like sometimes they would like selectively not show subtitles for some of the things, you right. know, and like kind of to, I make you like when the character wasn't understanding something, I think. Right. Especially, Absolutely. This, this is especially true of the second one because with the yeah. guy's whole own language, you know. Yeah. And let's get into murder or merde and the reason that we watched uh, the, this movie in the first place. This is sort of, was so effing bizarre it was just so i don't know how he came up with this idea because it doesn't even really seem inspired by anything in japan except maybe the court system <laughs> i guess <laughs> i don't know i really okay so the court thing i really got as like like okay and this is like really pretentious but like i i felt like it was very kafka-esque okay right because like like kafka has this book called the trial and like i don't know and then there's like or like uh i mean i haven't seen this movie but i feel like thematically like 12 angry men kind of has like a like a brutalism to it of right. like, the, like the courts are like this i got more of that but yeah like Japan it's I, it could have been anywhere like it didn't have to be in Japan and you know but it was very strange exactly the only thing I could think of is like you know Japan is known for their legal system where they have a lot of uh, conviction rate they have a very high conviction rate but then that, they weren't even really commenting on that like uh, this no, guy dude. totally did it of course he grenaded he grenaded so many people like, yeah he grenaded so many people <laughs> 
<laughs> and like, I don't get like, okay, what do you think? What, what do you think that they're trying to say by like the guy, like the one guy being able to speak French, like he's made it in normal society, but he also knows this like troll language. And then he looks like him too. And then he looks exactly like him, right? Yeah. yeah. Like what, what, did, what do you think that means? I have no idea. And one of my favorite lines that they like gloss over in the movie is like, they're doing a news report after that lawyer agrees to help him. And yeah. the, the woman, the newscaster is just like, he is only one of three people in the world who can understand him. Yeah, who's the third? Yeah, what's going who's on here? They yeah, just say, yeah. they throw it out there. But, okay, let me, because I want to ask you, have you ever, like, did, did you watch Holy Motors immediately after? Yeah, I did. I watched Okay, Holy because Motors. there's a scene in, when he does this character in Holy Motors, mm-hmm. the photographer's like, he's so weird. He's so weird. And I feel like that was commenting on like, he's like self-aware that if you're just, if you do something really bizarre, like you can get famous just like that, you know, like that's that's a good point. Yeah. That's like really what I'd like. So like, and especially like seeing this short, it was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, like, I think that's what like, like this short probably like put a lot of attention on him or more attention. And I think that's why he specifically brings that character back in Holy Motors, you know, that point. It's so great. Um, yeah. But I, I think it, it, this this little short is is like it's definitely the funniest of the three. I don't know about you, but I was cracking up when they were like trying to communicate. It's like crass in like a really like I don't know. It reminds me a lot of like 20th century modernist books. Like it just doesn't give a shit. Sorry, exactly. But like that's the title. But yeah, like yeah. it's just it's it's very like irreverent because. I don't know. That's his attitude. But you know, like his whole walk and it's like you feel it. Like yeah. it's it's really good. Like yeah. I don't know. It's pretty good. I and what I really like, I don't know if you picked up on this, but introduction after he comes out for the first time and he's walking down the street in a great yeah. long shot. Oh, uh, I noticed that it was all one shot too. Yeah, that yeah. was like awesome. Yeah. But uh the, it, the theme that's playing is the Godzilla theme. I didn't notice that, but John was here, my roommate, and like right when it ended, he was like, "They used a lot of Godzilla music in that one." Nice catch, like, oh, John. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't notice that, but like John was like, "Yeah, that's Godzilla music." <laughs> that's like pretty much the only lingering thing. And so what I'm thinking, like, all right, if if we have to find a reason for this movie to be take place in Japan, maybe it was like he wanted to do a monster movie like that, but shrunk down on a little scale, and then he wanted the monster to like get charged with a crime. I definitely think like part of his style is like. Like the whole, like, it's very much like the Godzilla music theme. It's like dramatic. Like there's this, like, there's like, he adds this drama. It's like ridiculousness. It's like absurdity, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just like, just like fucking for the sake of being absurd. Right. Absolutely. And and it's, and it's great. You know, I like loved, I loved watching it. And like, I don't like, and the ending was like so bizarre. Like why didn't he die? And like, what the heck was like, (laughs) why was why was the other guy praying like what were those prayers yeah that was so weird and then there's that weird like fourth wall break where it's like married in usa yeah like set up like for a franchise or something like a commercial yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's strange Uh, i think you know when we get more into it on holy motors i think leos is really likes to make like he knows that it's a movie and he knows everyone watching it as a movie and so he just likes to really get deep into that his whole thing is like yeah like very meta with the movie and the audience and like this is my life as a filmmaker so like right. i'm like i don't why do you think he's like a sewer creature though because he's just he's a human right right i think but I, <laughs> I don't know he didn't die and why does he eat flowers right he likes flowers and money 
and it says because his because his god right he says because yeah. like his god tells him to like i feel like that's probably some kind of like metaphorical thing too but like i don't I mean, know man it's very like surreal and like i think strange you're giving me an idea here i think it is kind of like because like godzilla is supposed to be sort of like a metaphor for the nuclear testing you know what happens yeah. man's folly and uh in the courtroom he talks about how like he's the product of all the people there mm-hmm. and the 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 weapon that he has is also from like an old-timey japan era it's not like he oh yeah it. i mean maybe it's it's sort of just like a good godzilla movie but on a small scale like teenage mutant ninja turtles coming out of the sewers like yeah yeah, like yeah just like a lot of character stuff in a way remind reminded me of um gaspar noe okay like the the like i feel like there's like a psychedelic component to this character too though you know like it's like i i feel like this is like probably his like alter ego like his personal like inner demon or something you know like this is just like as someone who like writes and stuff like i don't know i've definitely grappled with characters who like i consider like and i don't know if you have but just like characters who i identify as like just like basically the opposite of me or like the darkest parts of myself Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because you know again it is so much about him like on a meta level like at least holy motors is so i would assume like this is too yeah i I agree with you i mean that's pretty cool i like that yeah we'll we'll get more of that when he turns into that character in Holy Motors. But the last thing is something you brought up, uh, the language. And in this movie, there's a, yeah. you know, a point where it's translated from his speak to French to Japanese. And then we yeah. read it as English. Yeah, but not when he's saying it in French, only when they say it in Japanese. Because, right. And that, that's what I was uh, referencing earlier, because at that point, none of the Japanese people understand it either. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. But like again, I still don't know how much this one actually has to do with Japan. You right, know, it's exactly. just like it's interesting. It's a really cool it's just great that it's in there. I really like that yeah. it's in there. Uh Gondry is so like sentimental, you know? Mm, and then absolutely. I don't know. I, I wouldn't even know what word to describe bong with, but it's it's something else. And then like and then like <laughs> but this is like a but but I feel like this is like the great, like just like ridiculous comedic middle part, you know, right, it like exactly. separates the two more kind of serious ones. He was just going to town and uh, yeah, I really yeah. like that. All right. So let's talk about bongs. Yeah. This, this might be the most romantic where Michelle Gondry's is maybe the most sentimental, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's it, pretty simple, right? I mean, how romantic is it though? Like, cause I guess there's a romance, but like, does anything happen at the end? He says like, don't go back inside, right? Right. And then he does presses she... the love button, which is a little oh, cheesy. It's a oh, little bit, right. That's you know. okay. So yeah, then that's that, then yes, it is like, I do really like the, like, I like the power button and yeah. like that whole, I, I like the, the dynamic of it. And I guess like it is romantic in the sense that it's the whole reason he leaves his place, you right. know? So that's true. I'll tell you what, it, the guy loves pizza. The guy must love pizza. That's the first <laughs> yeah. thing I thought. Like in Parasite, they have all those pizza boxes. And like this guy has all the pizza boxes. <laughs> like the guy, I think the guy loves pizza. Like I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty convinced. That's a good uh, catch. Yeah. Bong's all about pizza. Why not? Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. like, I don't know. I just feel like it's too weird that the, uh, the two things I've seen from this guy, there's a ton of pizza boxes. In them. <laughs> but like, yeah. yeah. I think uh, so. This, this one's weird because I mean, they all sort of exist outside of reality, but this yeah. one, it's hard to pin down if it exists like as a commentary or if like, like were her tattoos 
actual buttons did those do things to her it seemed the power one seemed to do something to her but did it right. you know yeah, yeah like maybe and it's just like, touching her and we don't know when this one takes place like that's the thing all three of these can take place at, all three of these shorts could take place at totally different times because this one definitely especially with the robot at the end uh-huh. seems very dystopian you right. know like exactly and uh and and you know as i mentioned to you on the phone last night like it just feels so topical this one felt very topical for me right now because of mm-hmm. quarantine and stay-at-home orders like right. and then to see and then for him to finally get the courage to go outside and see that everyone just decided to stay home <laughs> i don't know i kind of feel like that's what's going to happen in real life because you know like people are just going to realize that staying at home is awesome and then right. be like why go out like yeah <laughs> yeah exactly just gonna deliver it and I, I like you know touching on the pizza thing again i really like that detail because like i don't know about you but I go get Raisin Cane's every Friday. Like, I'm going to get it after this. If there was one close enough to me, I would. Yeah. Right. And so he's, it's cool to see, like, he has that ritual. Every day of yeah. the week, whatever day it is, he orders that pizza. Oh, yeah. He's like Saturday's pizza day or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, he's, he's adorable. Like, he, I, he I, is, I, yeah. I loved him. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, he was a cutie, you know. He's just reading. <laughs> and like at home and like I, I what did you think about like it's just he something is going on with his father right right because he keeps bringing up like my father in the doorway or like mm-hmm. and then he just gets this envelope of money every month right where his dad like used to write letters to him but doesn't do it anymore i don't know i think that that probably ties into something having to do with the reason he became like a, a hikikomori yeah, yeah at the same time i also think like this is this one of all three is seems the most steeped in Japanese culture and uh, it's it's pretty radical right it's like a fixation on one specific thing and uh, this guy's organizing you know which is really close to the culture as it is and I think another reason it feels like uh, at least culturally like a little more intimate is like I noticed a lot of the shots especially when he's out at the end it's kind of really the only one set in a residential part of Tokyo like mm-hmm. or like away from like the like what everyone knows about Tokyo, you know. So I really like seeing that component of it too, like the more yeah, the like, which is cool. Yeah, I think it's yeah, yeah. to more well, it the exists. realism. It's real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, as much as I think Bong is like my, my favorite director out of those three guys for sure, he's one of my tops. And I think that's, that this—that's hard. That's a yeah, hard one. But, I couldn't say any of them, but. Like, <laughs> And this one, I think, was the, at least I connected with it as a filmmaking level. I thought it was the best done, you know, skilled. It was crazy. So that, that first, the, that intro, uh, those shots of his face and like the lighting behind it, that, that was like beautiful, you know? I mean, like yeah. that, and it just was like, very well done. It was were, very well done. Yeah. There was plenty of those easy camera tricks of like, you know, when he leans against the boxes and then he stands yeah. up and there's more. It was cool. And I think, but I think this is maybe my least favorite of the three. Really? Yeah, I think just because... Is it the love button? The love button's a little cheesy, but like, I get it, you know? I, I get what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I really I, I liked it a lot still, you know, but I feel yeah. like the others had a lot of personality to them. They were the so were like renegade. And I, I think this one was just like it was so well done and so specific that it almost lacked a little bit of personality for me. I can see that it did feel more like it's like it's like technical precision over like feel, you mm-hmm. know, it's like listening to like dream theater. It's like really technically <laughs> good. Right. You know, but. But I, I feel <laughs> <laughs> it might it might have just been the fatigue, you know, that we're at down to the third short. The third already. one, yeah, yeah, that too. That's that's like definitely a factor. I think this is the, it was the only way for it to end because if you think you can't put 
married at the end no way <laughs> <laughs> that had to be in the middle yeah you can't start it with that one either because it sets it, it misleads people completely you know? absolutely yeah it, that one it has, has to, to be sandwich it, yeah like and, and it, yeah no i mean the order makes sense mm-hmm. yeah like i don't know marriage really like makes the least sense in the three like the first and the third because again i feel like the first like gondries is like the message of like hiding yourself away it's like a less radical extreme whereas like the third one is like the most extreme like you're literally right. like hiding yourself away in isolation for years you know mm-hmm. but like i don't know because marriage is offers a pretty extreme form of isolation too i guess in like the fact that you're like living in the sewers mm-hmm, right i think there's definitely like a little bit of like cynicism in all three of them and in, like an mm-hmm. aspect of like not liking people whether it's like in marriage where he directly says he doesn't like people or in Gondry's where he's like uh where where she overhears them talking while they're all supposed to be asleep about Mm -hmm. how like their problems I think all that you know there's like there's like bitter there's kind of a little bit of bitterness towards other people and like the outside world and like all three of them that's uh yeah I really like that observation yeah uh, what's cool is like there's three stories here each of them skilled directors and there's just going to be so many layers to it in each one you know we could pick at this for I think a long time. Forever, yeah. Which is so cool. But uh definitely very rich. Let's like, get to the big boy. Let's do it. Let's uh so the reason I you know, you showed me Holy Motors years ago. A while ago. Yeah. What what brought you to that movie? Okay, so I was thinking about this today because I just watched it today again mm-hmm. for the first time in years. I've I had seen it, I've seen it maybe about four times now, but the first time I saw it, I honestly couldn't tell you why I like watched it. Like I don't don't know why, but I saw it on Netflix mm-hmm. and I just like started and I like loved it. I like <laughs> loved it. As soon as I saw it, I was like this is very strange. I was like, it's so weird, you know, but like, uh-huh. but like, but because it's been like four years watching it today, my perspective, like I, I got totally different things from it. And, and it, it seems weird to me now that I didn't get what I got today back then. Well, we learn more. I think, you know, I, I've noticed watching a lot of movies nowadays, movies that are like, uh, like Melancholia, where I watched when they first came out. Yeah. Become more film literate, the more movies we watch. Definitely, definitely. And I think just as you as you like grow up, you like mm-hmm. learn to like analyze stories better and like use abstract thought, you know? Right. And so, you like, relate to yeah. them better. Yeah. Like I think I think honestly before the the thing the biggest draw for me about Holy Motors for like the younger me was just the fact that it was experimental. You mm-hmm. know, I mean experimental things can be bad but it was like just just from like a like artistic point of view like aesthetic like it's a pretty cool aesthetic mm-hmm. i will say the uh the song like towards the second half like the the love song that yeah. is kind of throws me for a curveball that's yeah. like a curveball for me but like i feel the same but way the, but the song that's the interlude is epic Right. That's like, that's probably my favorite part of the whole movie. That's awesome. Like that's, (laughs) yeah. So like, I don't know, like it's, it's strange. It's again, like this, like disregard, like the director is very like, like Carex is just like, I don't give an F, you know, like I'm going to make what I want to make. And here's like an intermission and like, here's like whatever it is, you (laughs) know, like. And, uh, you know, to what you're saying, like, it is a very experimental and you could consider it art housey film. I think it would be. But it's it's still easy. It's because it's so yeah. tongue in cheek. It doesn't try to be like too existential or deep. Yeah. I feel no, like it, uh, what I say is like it has a thousand messages, but it doesn't take any of them seriously. And, and again, yeah, exactly. Like not taking stuff seriously is, is like his thing, you right. know. 
Yeah. And like, and, and I think that's part of why there's this, like, like there's this shot during that, like uh, the, the duet, like where she's singing, like mm-hmm. where like she's on up on a balcony and it's like a really quick pan from like the bottom up to yeah. her. It's like, yeah. or like a zoom in and it's like very dramatic, you know? And I was yeah. like, I feel like that's like, like, part of his like essence as a director you know is just like that level of absurdity and then beyond that I think this movie is like at least the first couple times I watched it I feel like it's like providing you with like some images and like you know like you said like you can you can take a thousand messages from it you know but it's Mm -hmm. not up on a like a soapbox like preaching any one particular message it's not like trying to be like this is a thing you know right which I think is why it works you know if it was so pretentious or anything and intentionally then so this movie is sort of filmed in like the multiverse where all other movies exist as you as you get into the rhythm of the movie you know you and i have seen it before so we knew what to look for which i think made it even more enjoyable yeah but as you get into the rhythm of the movie and you get to that scene of them uh, i think it's the fifth appointment of the singing scene that you're talking about yeah yeah you knew it had to happen when she breaks out in song you're like oh yeah this is this is the one that's supposed to happen now yeah we're jumping around all the genres yeah eventually like it it was like it's it's definitely a trip like it's 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 a journey and yeah like it that's the thing it doesn't yeah it seems right again and i think for me it seems right just because of like again like the dramatic aspect of it it's like Mm -hmm. of course you know like with with his characters and as you know i don't know it 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 somehow works you know it could have been it could have worked a lot less right exactly and i think uh but i agree with you in the sense that i i didn't like her singing i didn't like her vocals personally yeah, I just wasn't, you know, I've, I've personally just never been a huge musical guy in general. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like that, it, it, it did kind of um, take me out of this like very bizarre world, you know, really? like, and, 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 and I think it like, I think the second act kind of like has to is like a little looser because it has to like, give you a glimpse into his like real life more. Right. But like, the first act, especially the first time you're seeing it, like the first half of that movie is just like, what is happening you know right. and yeah. like that was like it, it it establishes that group really well and I, I think it kicks it all off with like that that opening scene when he like gets out of bed he has like a key for a finger right Do you remember? and he like yeah. puts it in this like weird textural black door like I loved I loved that like right. everything about that it was all the right kinds of creepy so that guy I believe is Leos himself He's like watching over the movie theater audience, right? Right. And we hear like the sounds of like a ship and everything. And like, it's just, you can take any metaphor from that. What's but the it, ship about? Because his ha- the house he leaves out of kind of looks like a ship. I think it's like a transition because I think it's one, you know, when we see Leo and he looks over the balcony, yeah. it's maybe like he's the captain of like yeah. a ship. He's steering all the, the audience. Yeah. You know, something easy like that. And then, yeah, then then it transitions to like the house that looks just like a ship, the house that he never goes back to, not even at the end of the day. And that is guarded by like armed fucking dudes. Right. You know, like, it's just like, why? Like I, that, that, the, the, the agency part of it is I think still the part that I'm having the hardest time, like fitting into my, my interpretation of what I think the movie means, but like everything else I think can be cohesive you know but i mean right. and i guess so can the agency thing it's just kind of like what there's guns on the, there's like dudes with guns on this guy's roof like well it gets even trickier i think when you when you take into account that uh oh that was that was just one of his jobs that, that yeah. one 
but then yeah. also he there's a th- there's a storyline with that character yeah. the banker and he actually shoots the banker at one later point. later yeah. <laughs> and he's and and he does yeah there's it's okay so that that's the whole thing so like to go back to the beginning really quick before yeah. i like get to into this like the whole thing that i garnered from this movie is um you know walt whitman has this quote from one of his poems that says i contain multitudes and i think this movie is basically just like all the different hats that like carrick wears personally mm-hmm. right. you know and it's like there's that like beggar aspect of like it's like especially when everyone's starting out you know like as a creative person myself like i feel like i'm pretty broke sometimes you know like it's like there's that like beggar mentality and then like also to pander to an audience just like every everything like and then he's a dad like yeah. i think it's all just different hats of his and that's why after watching tokyo i really like i felt how rushed the like marriage section of holy motors is because i feel like the guys like are oh, fine like this is the one they like me for but like i'll just like because she says we're running a few minutes late and he says like oh it's okay i'll like try and rush through this one like i feel like he's like that's why because it's like his it's the thing he's known for but he's like over it you know right well i love this layer yeah i hadn't even considered that yeah that's what i was thinking today when i saw it today like i i really think like that's that's what it is you know and then i guess the very end is probably still very like i mean you know we'll get to that but like (laughs) but but like yeah i did feel like the third part was like very um rushed or like he tried he it was intentionally more like he was just like like the like just seeing holy motors without tokyo uh it's every bit as bizarre as Merit, you know but when you see Merit first Merritt is so drawn out with that long shot. And this one is just so like, he's just like, let's do it. Like, let's just right. get it over with. You right. Know? Which I feel like you could consider Merritt as being the most bizarre out of all those stories. Right. Yeah. But yeah. having, but seeing Tokyo, you completely get it. You're like, oh, this is, this makes sense. I'm glad I get to see him again. Yeah, exactly. Seeing Tokyo makes sense because it's his hat of, I mean, it's his hat that he got famous for, you know, right. it's like his star hat. And then like, what was the one he does that? Oh, and then that's the other thing. I think the one before that, like the video game uh, character, which by the way, is an amazing sequence. Y- yeah, like, it rules. It's so many emotions. Like you, the, you were talking about Gaspar Noe and that, that I definitely got his vibes yeah, there. Yeah. Like, especially with, it was very sensual, honestly, mm-hmm. like that, that was, that was some, that was some French cinema. That was, <laughs> that was, that was, it, it's like, I think that again is like what he's doing is like playing, like it's, it's just, he's the, he's the skeleton of a character, but he's not like a, re, like a character, you know? Right. And it's like, and that's the thing. And that is why I think it's important that while he's like, when he shoots the banker, he's wearing a mask because that's, I think when he starts to like, he like loses his grasp, like as the state progresses, he seems to like lose his grasp on like his identity. Like right. he's like wearing so many hats. He's like none of, he feels like he's none of them at all. I feel like, you know. That is a great point. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we, we do see that we get more into his character, as you said, like in the second act and specifically yeah. when that guy shows up. The guy from the agency. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see. OK. So what I took that to be was like and, and when he's rehearsing his lines for like uh, death, like what he's going to say to his niece, like yeah. he's like he's like, no, like you don't make me miserable. Like I'm very happy with you when I, I when he's rehearsing those in the car. And again, because I feel like this whole thing is just like about his life. I feel like that's him talking to like the film industry. And it's mm. like, like the guy is asking that guy with the scars, like, do you still enjoy your work? Like, are you sure? Right. You're st-? And he's like, why do you do it? And he's like, Oh, the beauty of the act. Right. But then he's like, 
he makes this point, which like I didn't think anything of until today. He makes this point where he's like, uh, the cameras used to be bigger, and like now they're like tiny, mm-hmm. and and that I think is like ties directly into like the the talking limos like right at the end, mm-hmm. and how like technology is progressing, you know, and how like anyone can do it, and then at the end the cars talk about how like technology is progressing and they say that like people don't want physical vessels anymore mm-hmm. and that the cars will be, uh, they're, they're like worried that they'll be obsolete one day. So I kind of like, I don't know, like the whole thing for me was like the Holy Motors, like the limo is like the vehicle that he uses to move about life, you know, and he puts on, like he changes in to all his characters and like lives his life through this vehicle. Like, Absolutely. I think you're onto it. And you know what? I didn't like that line at first, but I think you've changed my mind because it's also maybe the feeling like with cameras getting smaller, there's so much more content out there. Maybe people aren't as into this sort of idea of cinema. Yeah, exactly. You know, and just, Mm -hmm. yeah, like old things becoming obsolete. Like, yeah. Interesting. God, there's so much to this movie. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, Which I guess makes sense because I mean there's nine parts of this movie pretty much, but it's Does he do all nine? I guess we start off right when he's finishing up his first one, right? R- and then the beggar is his second one. No, I think the beggar counts as his first because he starts a new that's his Yeah, first he appointment. says nine appointments today. Yeah, that's right. I love her, by the way, the driver. I don't know. Yeah. She's just endearing. She did such like, a great job. She felt like she kind of reminds me of like a like Maggie Smith, like Professor McGonagall from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, she's just like <laughs> the the other scene where he's the guy with the scar is weird because he kills a guy with long hair that's also him. Yeah, what well, what the heck is going on there? Yeah, yeah, like I'd see. So I feel like, dude, I don't know. And then the guy with long hair ends up not being dead and stabs the guy with the scar. Right. You know, and like, see. That, 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 honestly, that one probably threw me for the biggest loop because I don't think, I don't know what aspect of his personality he was trying to convey with that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, it's got to be something so personal, you and know? And he speaks Chinese. Did you notice that? That guy speaks Chinese. Like, that, was it yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the warehouse. I think, well, it could, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Chinese. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like Mandarin. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. Yeah, that's got to be. <laughs> Cause I, cause the, the, my instinct was like, when I saw them both laying on the ground, yeah. uh, I just started laughing because it was so ridiculous, you know, the idea, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird, man. And then he takes so much time to like make him into this other person, you know, and like, yeah. Killing him was like a piece of cake. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe that's another is like that, like, because, you know, he fluctuates between all these characters, like killing any of them off, like, isn't a big deal to him. Like there's, it's like little consequence, you know, mm-hmm. which gets tricky when it gets into like his home life. And you can tell it seeps into his home life because he's just like, not like that chill of a dad. Like he's like, your punishment is that you have to be yourself. Like you have well, to be part really. of it. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, his appointments. yeah. 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 And that's like, yeah. You have to live with yourself, I think. And yeah. even saying that, like, you have to live with yourself is, like, tying back into the whole identity theme. You know, it's like, you have to live with yourself, like, you are you. But, yeah. like, this guy can be whoever he wants, in a way. Absolutely, like, yeah. But and, it's also tiring, you know? So, yeah, and I like, think on the on the metaverse of it, of that scene specifically, I really like it because it's the first scene where he starts to act like a normal person. Yeah. And uh, it seems like a very normal situation. 
and he's like yeah. a really nice dad and everything and then there's a great little twist where it just becomes really like sort of aggressive and mean to her bitter <laughs> yeah and, well and she's like she's like because I'm not attractive. He's like, who put that in your head? Like, it's almost like his ego's bruised, you know, because yeah, it's like yeah. his daughter. Yeah. Right. I don't know. But that is, that's, it like totally normalizes him. And like, when is it, when he, like the second he finds out like his daughter like lied to him, he like pulls for another cigarette, you know, he like reaches for another one. And it's like, that's <laughs> nice. like such like a real reaction, I feel like. And like, <laughs> and then he just like blasts his like rock music, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just goes back to it. Yeah. Um, and then it just goes back to it. All right, let's talk about the his ending, which is so perfect. This is the one is this is where we got the the idea that oh, his whole life is this acting thing. Yeah. Like maybe it's obsolete in this world and he's just yeah. holding it on. But yeah. uh the fact that he ends up in a different house means that he's always been doing this. Um but but, but so the, it's like the last house his appoint is his last appointment or is he going to sleep there or is he going to get picked up and actually go to his real home after that that's his last appointment for the day i think so he probably sleeps there right that's what yeah. i assume too but like yeah I, I think he slept as i think he i mean it's you know it's hard to say but i like think he, he started at the last appointment yeah right. yeah he yeah. left as a banker um but i love i love that there's a twist like he you think, oh, maybe this is going to be his real family. You know, maybe this is where he goes home. What a twist it is. And uh, then a monkey walks down the stairs. Did not see that coming. Family really good. of monkeys. Little monkeys. Yeah, great. So I perfect. mean, why not? So, so right. like, ridiculous again. That's, like, the name of the game with, like, right. this guy's style. And I love it, you know? Like, yeah. it's, like, I don't know. For me, uh, I'm I'm interested to hear what you thought about that because for me I just think it was like the great like again like going back to this like uh like kind of like objective non-human perspective where it's like we're just monkeys at the end of the day you know like, I think that's a great way like to we're just like apes like underneath it all like that's what it is <laughs> like yeah I mean you know that that's I, I for me it's the uh it's the biggest moment of the tongue-in-cheek where Leos knows he's always a step ahead of us or he's been, he's been running the long game, I guess he's been miles ahead of us. And finally at the end, when we're like getting onto his level, he wants to do that final little, Oh, here it is. They're monkeys. You you. can never understand. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that's like a great, yeah, that's the thing. It's great because it works on so many, like it can be like thematic and it can be a middle finger, you know, that's great. Like, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. And then I, there's also something to the, like, um, I believe there's an expression like a trained chimp. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's an expression, but like, there's something to the fact that the, that neighborhood that they pull into at the end is like, every house is identical. It's like the suburbs. Yeah. And, and what I noticed again, tying back into the, the theme that I'm talking about, it's like, he tells them when they're all looking out the window, he says, our lives are about to change, which is funny because his whole life is like changing, like, right. and like, just like putting on different hats. <laughs> right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then and there's that really intense, dramatic French song playing over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is pretty funny. I mean, not only with the chimps, like looking out the window, but just, geez. yeah. Yeah. What, what what what's the deal he has that little conversation i think her name is celine his, his driver right and I, he has that conversation where uh they exchange some humor because he wants to laugh before the night is over right well i think that's because he just saw like his what i took to be his ex-lover kill herself 
but it was it was it that yeah that is what it was no because like she that's the thing is because i what i took it to be was like that metaphor of like the crash is like uh you know you run into an ex 20 years down the line because after falling out of contact and it's just like whoa like it's crazy because like we maybe they were even married so it's like oh wow we shared like a significant chunk of life together like let's appreciate this moment you know and i feel like since she was an agent although again by this movie's like definition i think it's saying everyone's an agent you know everyone's just like shifting hats all the time right but like i think her she it's probably saying like she had got her or she had become so lost in her own identity that it's just like oh yeah like like again like like kill like the knife guy killing the long-haired guy it's like oh well this is just like an airline stewardess like it's just another character to kill right i think and and uh, a friend of the show garrett kind of brings up the idea that this and and paul too they talk about it mm-hmm. this idea uh of shifting in and out of like life and death of what is real because like the guy in the warehouse or her she mentions earlier that she that yeah. that's her last night yeah but but she's dead there in the ground <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's like i don't like well, I, yeah because the thing is the okay the first time i saw the movie i definitely like thought about that too you know like um is she faking it right this time i don't know i didn't get like a fake sense from it i just feel like and then i feel like that's why he says like i need to laugh you know because i think he's realizing that you know when you become passionless enough you're just like <laughs> you know like but, okay but he he dies himself like twice at least right he gets shot up and then he also dies in the bed yeah that's well no well he at the the bed is acting for sure because yeah, i because yeah. he's like he goes like uh, and then he's like excuse me like right. he's <laughs> like like he like he like yeah but like see that that part to me is like what i took um is like after he's done the whole like being a dad thing um he like foresees this kind of future for himself where he just kind of like dies alone you know Mm, and like that's why he has like the the like crazy i really i would really be interested to see if like they were trying intentionally to make him look like david byrne from talking heads like during the because with the big coat and like the crazy white hair like it's like that's i was thinking that the whole time this like interesting okay yeah like um and i mean that he's dressed like that before they get into the musical number so maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know it's strange but it's yeah. it's i don't know it's all like and, and then it was weird to me that his knee he picks his niece to visit him when he's old but i guess because maybe because he was a bad dad so his daughter doesn't visit him like, right exactly what i took from that yeah yeah and so there's 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 like vague through lines throughout yeah the, uh, these connections and uh yeah I like the, the there's sort of, it's sort of a joke I think when he does see uh, his ex dead on the ground there, yeah, and then he's, he like yelps and runs into the limo, yeah. yeah so that yeah. that's what made me think like oh I don't know what happened here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk know. about what well, what's your favorite part? I know what you're gonna say I think, and I think it's my favorite part too. My favorite part of Holy yeah. Motors. Yeah. What's your favorite appointment? Ooh. Uh. You you start you start. Uh, for me, it's got to be the accordion scene, the interlude, and the accordion scene too was Trevor's favorite part. And the accordion scene was also one of Trevor's favorite parts. Oh, the interlude. Well, that is definitely. I guess that. I guess that counts, right? Well, so, let's see. What uh, are what are the uh, what are the appointments? It's the old it's woman. The, the video game. Yeah. The 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 married. Yeah. Uh, 
four is the he picks up his daughter that's what it is right right and then and then, the, and then there's, there's the bed interlude bed killing himself oh the knife guy is actually i think right after the interlude then bed then mm. no but there's also then he stops the limo and then okay and then there's the but the x isn't an appointment is the thing right that's just a crash is it though is it though or or is it or is everything predetermined right exactly right? because holy i mean is that the guy with the scar just appeared in the limo so it seems that the agency is like some divine entity that's right. like omniscient you know right exactly so like that is strange about it for sure i mean yeah i think it's just like to be like absurd i think there's this kind of like i don't know i feel like european art has like at least like modern european art has like this frankness like this like frank kind of like nihilism where it's like nothing matters so like why not like just be ridiculous you know right. like and just like it, that's such a that's such like a strong message here in this movie yeah talking cars like to, yeah. that that's like the cherry on like you know as if it wasn't already like a wild of a enough of a ride Absolutely. you know you get talking cars like in the last couple seconds yeah and then, you can think on that too like and they have like a message a pretty good message but i also like that it's kind of like bickering like they're trying to sleep also it is bickering and they oh and then what the dude and then the cars all speak english except for a couple right like yeah. they speak yeah like the language shifts again <laughs> suddenly like yeah like and, and okay what about celine putting on the mask and then says like i'm coming home well, that, I, I, I just, again, I think identity. Like, she didn't want the other drivers to know her real one. But, like, she's just putting on another costume. And and she takes down her hair, which, in a way, is like a real life, you know, like, it's a sign that you're in, a, like, a more comfortable place, usually. Like, you take down your hair. So, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a form of changing your identity, kind of, too, you know? I right. felt like there's so many little things like that. I think, yeah. In the movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, great, great discussion, I think. I think we yeah. hit a lot of the bases here. Uh, Andy, before I let you go, how's the quarantine been treating you? How's it been treating me? It's 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 been treating me well, man. Um, working uh, working on some some new uh, short film scores for for a certain somebody. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So that's that's exciting. That's gotten me getting me up in the mornings. But uh, it's been it's it's been honestly, you know, um, obviously, I hope everyone's just safe at right. home and um being responsible but i i think overall being at home is it can be a very restorative thing and it has for me you know during this time or i've tried to make it as restorative as possible before i let you go i'm gonna give you a challenge if you want um yeah next time you come on if you want uh how about at the oh, you yeah know, absolutely so at the uh, may 8th right now okay so i want you to come again onto the podcast again at the end of the month Okay. Uh, but you picked the movie this time. I picked the movie. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I like that challenge. No. Accepted. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No pressure. The only thing is, it has to be available to rent or stream from somewhere. Can it be like a similar thing where it's like there's like I can recommend like a prequel movie if there's like an accompanying thing like there yeah. was with I think. Oh that. yeah. I, in fact, uh, bonus points if you do another double feature and we can talk about. Oh that. dang. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'll have to do some research, okay. but I will definitely. I'm gonna tag you back. 
All right. Looking forward to it. Andy, thanks for joining. Yeah. Oh, wait. Where can, uh, you know, let's, let's do a little plug. You got some great music oh, yeah. going. Where can people oh, listen? Thanks, to man. Yeah, man. Um, so I'm working on some music right now, hoping to put out a full length record this year. Uh, people can find me at Omnibus Gigs uh, mm-hmm. under pretty much any social media, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, you know, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, just check it out. I post a lot of music recs and just like stuff I'm working on. So Awesome. Hope and you're to share wor- some stuff with you soon. Yeah, you're working on an album right now, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, hoping to have it done this year. So right that's on. exciting. Yeah. And you'll tour a little bit? Yeah, man. Once concerts are allowed again. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. as soon as they are. Cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited well, too. And this has been great. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for being on here. And there you have it. A very extensive discussion with... Uh, my cousin, my best buddy, Andy. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I edited this one a little bit more loosely because uh, it's a long one. So let me know what you think. And uh, let me know your thoughts on Ghost World. Email me at projectorfuel@gmail.com. Hope to hear from you. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. And thanks to At The Work of Re on Instagram for the picture in our profile. Stay safe, stay home, and I'll talk to you later. 